Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Toyota gets it. Toyota gets what we get, what slowly the administration might get if, of course, they were interested in not being ideological. You can't force the country to purchase electric vehicles. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Does fog like increase allergies? My nose is a mess. I don't know what's going on. So if I sound weird, I'm sorry. I feel great. Feel, did some push-ups, maybe a burpee. Glorious, I tell you. Customers, not regulations or politics, should make that decision to buy an electric vehicle. This according to the chairman of Toyota. This is, of course, correct. America has stood up and said, yeah, we're not doing this. America has stood up and said, yeah, we're not going to be a part of this. We're just, we're just not that into you. But these concepts, these philosophies, these theories come from the same people, the same absolutely terrible Bond villain people who bring us things like this. We'll be having our coffee before the session, and, and you raised the coffee example. I'd love just to give you the chance to expand on that. Basically, the coffee that we all drink um, emits between 15 and 20 tons of CO2 per ton of coffee. So we should all know that this is every time we drink coffee, we are basically putting CO2 into the atmosphere. Um, the other, and one of the reasons is because most of the coffee plantation, or most of the coffee is produced through monoculture, and, um, and, and monoculture is also affected by climate change. So the cultures that do make coffee should go completely bankrupt and the people should starve and die. You shouldn't be able to drink coffee because you're destroying the planet, but they had coffee before their session. The same people who don't want you to drink coffee demand that you purchase an electric vehicle as opposed to the market, which is what I believe, putting it out there and seeing if it's something you're interested in and then competing with other forces. These people don't stop. They don't rest. They don't quit. And it is our job to push back against madness. Uh, The generationally younger generations don't see this as an issue. They see the idea of the planet as the issue without a consequence to themselves. And when they say to themselves, I'm willing to sacrifice these things, they never ask, is it right for me to tell other people they have to sacrifice as well? That is something that comes with time. The recognition that other people have rights outside of your feelings because they do. That's why it's important for all of us, regardless of the age group, A, to speak honestly, and B, to be focused in the conversations before some people think that their feelings are the only things that matter and then decide to have all of us live under their thoughts, feelings, and, uh, and well, really, unstableness. We see a lot of that already. Look at Canada with Justin Trudeau. We don't want this. We don't want this at all. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning.
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. There's a fight on the Texas border. And this fight is between President Biden and Governor Greg Abbott. Because the Supreme Court in a 5-4 decision said that the Biden administration can take down the razor wire. I made the argument that the president decides immigration policy, just like I made that argument while Trump was president. I don't change my mind because of who's in office. The president can do this. I never once said that Greg Abbott had to stop. As a matter of fact, I believe I said Greg Abbott's going to keep going. He is. He has. And he is getting support from other governors. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, and other visionaries who wrote the Constitution foresaw that states should not be left to the mercy of a lawless president who does nothing to stop external threats like cartels smuggling millions of illegal immigrants across the border. This in a statement that Abbott made public just yesterday. This is accurate. This is accurate stating that, quote, President Biden has violated his oath to faithfully execute immigration laws enacted by Congress instead of prosecuting immigrants for the federal crime of illegal entry. President Biden has sent his lawyers into federal courts to sue Texas for taking action to secure the border. He continues, President Biden has instructed his agencies to ignore federal statutes that mandate the detention of illegal immigrants. The effect is to illegally allow their en masse parole into the United States. Going further... By wasting taxpayer dollars to tear open Texas's border security infrastructure, President Biden has enticed illegal immigrants away from the 28 legal entry points along this state's southern border, bridges where nobody drowns, and into the dangerous waters of the Rio Grande. Greg Abbott is absolutely correct to say we're going to keep going. He can be turned down by the Supreme Court. But a Supreme Court decision doesn't actually do much. And there's going to be a great conversation here amongst the people who are engaged in the scholarly work of the Supreme Court. Was Marbury versus Madison really, really worth it? This idea of judicial review, this idea that somehow the Supreme Court is a co-equal branch. Oh, that's right. It's going to be it's going to be a thing because the Supreme Court makes a decision. The president then has to execute that decision or the state does whoever. The, right. If they don't do it, what does it matter? What teeth does it have? The Supreme Court has no standing army. They can't actually get anything done. They sit there in a robe. They bang a gavel. They have a cookie. I assume there are cookies uh, at the Supreme Court. I've always assumed that if you go into their like like inner chambers, their inner sanctum, uh, there would be cookies. From Greg Abbott's letter, the failure of the Biden administration to fulfill the duties imposed by Article 4, Section 4 has triggered Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, which reserves the right to this state, the right of self-defense. Now, you have not heard anybody talk more about Article 4, Section 4 
than me. I am. I, I just I just want the credit where it's due. That the United States will provide a Republican form of government, because we are a republic, and protect the states from invasion. I have discussed this numerous times. And now here's the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, to do the same. Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3. I'm looking for it right here. I'm trying to see. Uh, is this the compact clause? Is that what he's referring to? It is. Powers uh, denied states. No state shall, uh, without consent of Congress, lay any duty of tonnage, keep troops or ships of war in time of peace, enter in any agreement or compact with another state or with a foreign power or engage in war unless actually invaded or in such imminent danger as will not admit of delay. You want me to... You want me to read it again? Gladly. Gladly. The Constitution actually means something. It says what it says and doesn't say what it doesn't say. Uh, Long live Antonin Scalia. Article 10, which is, of course, uh, about the rights of being left to the states that are not enumerated in in, in the Constitution, in in the, the Bill of Rights. No state shall, without the consent of Congress, lay any duty of tonnage, keep troops or ships of war in time of peace, enter into any agreement or compact with another state or with a foreign power or engage in war unless actually invaded or in such imminent danger as will not admit delay. Said a a bit differently. Under Section 37B of the contract, it states quite clearly that all offers shall become null and void if, and you can read it for yourself in this photostatic copy, I, the undersigned, shall forfeit all rights, privileges, and licenses herein and herein contained, etc., etc., fax mentis incendium gloria culpum, etc., etc., memo bis punitor delicatum. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. I couldn't have said it any better myself. Uh, sometimes I bring in my uh, personal lawyer to, to make sure we understand these things. This is Abbott's argument. This is where he is. The political left believes that Joe Biden should take control of the National Guard. Joaquin Castro, congressman out of Texas, Governor Greg Abbott is using the Texas National Guard to obstruct and create chaos at the border. If Abbott is defying yesterday's Supreme Court ruling, POTUS, President of the United States, needs to establish sole federal control of the Texas National Guard now. Oh. Well. This isn't going to end well. Bring on the governors. A series of governors supporting Greg Abbott, including the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, including uh, the governor of Oklahoma, Kevin Stitt, including Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, Glenn Youngkin of Virginia, Christy Noem of South Dakota, all of them stating that they are behind Greg Abbott, Governor Gianforte of Montana, 
behind Governor Greg Abbott. The Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, standing with Greg Abbott. I have no idea where Governor Eric Holcomb is. Oh, he's on a trade mission to Canada? I don't know if he's still there or or, or, or not. But it doesn't, uh, you don't have to be back in the state of Indiana to do this. Anybody going to ask Governor Holcomb if he stands with Greg Abbott, if he believes that the state has the right to protect itself, that the administration is violating the Constitution and the rule of law, and therefore the state must act? It's interesting that we're having this conversation as you've got members of the GOP in the General Assembly who want to now move in limiting the governor's executive powers because of what took place during COVID. Does the governor, who clearly believed in his power, not believe in the power here? I asked on social media yesterday, and I'm asking now, Governor Eric Holcomb, Do you agree with Greg Abbott? Do you believe that he is accurate? And to use the vernacular, do you stand with him? Yes or no? I'm I'm not expecting an answer because the man doesn't respond to anything. But I don't think that there is a journalist, quote unquote, in the state of Indiana who should let a day go by where they're not asking this question. But they should be asking this question every hour. There's a uh, an event tonight with the uh, Republican uh, candidates for governor. I wonder what they have to say about this. Eric Holcomb, governor, are you with Texas? Do they have the right to defend themselves? Yes or no? I look forward to the answer. So somehow... I hope you hear me say, take it easy. The Carrie Lake story is real. When it first started breaking, I'm like, all right, everybody just settle down. And I didn't didn't even think about running the story. I was waiting to see. She was bribed, uh, offered a bribe to not run for, for Senate. In Arizona? No way. Maybe. But she wasn't offered cash. She was offered a job. And if you listen to the statement, you read the statement from uh, the former now Arizona Republican uh, chairman, Jeff DeWitt, uh, Carrie Lake is super slimy. Now, I'm going to make a statement. Um, Carrie Lake has made herself into a quasi-caricature, all Trump all the time, I would have rather that she had been the governor instead of Katie Hobbs in Arizona. But this story is nutty. And it's nutty because people are clutching their pearls to something that happens all the time. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Good to be with you. Carrie Lake ran for governor. Carrie Lake lost to a woman, Katie Hobbs, who was described by many as a Muppet. She sounds like a child. She acts like a child. She refused to debate. She won. 
And oddly, she's been uh, kind of uh, strong on, on the border and sending National Guard and demanding more from Biden. I mean, she hasn't said much lately, but she has done those things, and I can appreciate that. Um, a ridiculous choice by, by Arizona, but possibly made because Carrie Lake came on not just strong, but envisioning herself as a female Trump, which I don't think is a way to ever run for office. You run for office as you. You take the lessons from Trump, you run as you. If you want everybody to be Trump, you will never be able to vote for anybody else, foreshadowing. She loses that race. This was wrong, that was stolen, nothing has ever been proven, although I can't tell you how many thing, cases were actually taken up. Um, and here we are today. Massive supporter of uh, of Trump, uh, a uh, darling of 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 the right right wing, uh, she's out there. Well, I guess that Jeff Dewitt is a, as Carrie Lake tells the story, offered her offered her a job to not run for Senate. Did not want it, and and there have been plenty of people like, no, don't do it. You can't win. You don't have it in Arizona. Uh, we have to have the Senate. Oh. Oh, if the GOP doesn't understand, they need the Senate more than ever. I don't think any. We've discussed it here. If Trump's the nominee, which it certainly seems like he's going to be, the lift in a general is huge. You got to win the Senate. You got to win the House. Is there any plan for this? Does anybody even care? I care. I'll be talking about this. You think Trump's coattails are going to get people over the mark in 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 the House and the Senate? It might go the other way, where they don't vote for Trump at all, but they absolutely do in the Senate and the House because they know they need a counterbalance. And all of this, of course, changes when the Democrats decide on who their candidate is. But we'll get to that. So this guy DeWitt offers a job. Carrie Lake records him and then puts out the audio. As DeWitt tells the story, I'm resigning because she's got another piece of audio. It's going to absolutely destroy my family if she puts it out. Uh, Basically is what he's saying. I'm not going to be around for that. But he's claiming that she edited everything. It's Carrie Lake. I, I, I have no idea if she did or didn't. Is it possible? It's always possible. Is it probable? How in the world would I know? But he makes a different claim. He said Carrie Lake... Uh, was was working for me. She, I, I gave her a job. So um, this recording, I was offering her a job. What about doing this? We were already within that context of a business relationship. He writes, Lake has a massive megaphone that I cannot compete with. I am just a business and financial guy that got recruited into this unpaid role that demands the amount of time of roughly two full-time jobs. Nights, weekends, holidays, and more are all work days. My motivation for accepting this position was that I wanted to contribute positively, with the primary focus being the betterment of Arizona and our nation through the election of competent individuals. Well, look, no one said you had to take the job, Mr. DeWitt. I'm, I'm just saying. But he claims that it is Carrie Lake who manipulated the audio and wants to put out more audio to make herself look good. Can't say if that's true or not. I, I always know that everything you're saying is being recorded. But for all the people clutching their pearls, 
if, if I could be so bold for just a moment, you don't think people offer people jobs to do this, do that, do the other? Hey, don't run for office. Um, here, let me give this for you. What, what, you don't think that's, you don't think that's the way this works? I am not saying that Carrie Lake can't make her claim. I'm not saying Carrie Lake couldn't even say, this guy offered me a job not to run for Senate. I can't be bought. She is absolutely well within her rights to say that. You knew who you were dealing with when you made the offer. You knew that it could bite you. But this seems like the standard stuff. I swear to you, I don't actually know what's shocking here. If you think the offer is shocking, I don't think you understand politics at all. I really don't.